me because I'm disappointed. I was ready to talk to you. But we're talking about disappointments and how to handle them, especially as children of God, because disappointments will come. Things will happen that we were not prepared for or didn't want to have happen. But how do we shift? How do we still remain faithful and focus. I know in my job, because of what I do, I work with the public and I'm before the public all the time. And so even when I'm disappointed, I got to put the smile in my voice and still talk to the people and keep it moving. And so it helps me to keep it moving because my job is a public job. But for many people who are at home working now, they were ready to go back to work because I have a friend who's back at home again. And she was like, man, I was so happy being back at work. Now they're saying we got to go back to home again, work from home until the numbers go down and they don't know when that's going to be. And she said it's frustrating because it looks like we're getting one step ahead and then we got two steps behind. How do we deal with that, doctor? Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> well, good morning again. <laughs> good morning. And I'm glad we are able to connect. Me too. Uh, so disappointment is part of life, right? Mm-hmm. We all experience levels of uh, uh, disappointment. The key to this through maintaining or managing, navigating through disappointment is focus. Because disappointment is an event. It's not a destination. Mm-hmm. You see? So we have to really um, take disappointment for what it is. You know, we need to be careful that in the midst of disappointment that we don't identify as um, someone who who is um, a disappointment. Mm. Because it's an event. It's not your identity. So because so much is happening right now in the world and even in our homes, our families, you know, people are uh, experiencing disappointment at different levels. Mm-hmm. You could be disappointed because of loss of a job, loss, loss of loved one. You could be disappointed because of uh, relationships. But you can also be disappointed with God, Mm. you see? So we have to take disappointment for what it is and not um, minimize it. Right. You know, identify, figure out where you are. Yeah, yeah. Are you disappointed? Are you angry? Are you frustrated? Are you sad? Mm. Which one is it? Are you unsure? And as you said, that are maybe afraid because disappointment brings changes. And a lot of us are afraid of change. And especially when we're thrust into it automatically. And then all of a sudden everything changes for you. So could it be fear that many people are dealing with? And as you said, there's different levels of disappointment because it depends on what you're disappointed about. That's right. That's right. And fear, fear is tied to it because... When you are disappointed one time, right, mm-hmm. and then then the same thing happened again, and it keeps happening. So it's almost as though now you start developing a men- mentality for disappointment. You can't even hope. Ah. You see? So it's very important that the Bible says, let's shift a little bit. The Bible says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. 
what, what is that hope deferred? The expectation that we have or we had and we didn't see it. Mm. So are you sad that 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 whatever it is that you were hoping for or um or wanting to happen, it didn't happen? Do you feel a sense of regret? Because, you know, like we were sharing earlier, disappointments have a, a foundation. Mm-hmm. And the foundation of disappointment, one of the legs is regret. Mm. So we 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 want to be regretful for even um, having such high expectations. So people don't even want to dream or don't even want to run after their goal because they're afraid of being disappointed. You know, I was sharing on my Facebook Holy Ghost Drive-By that going into 2022 for me, partnerships will be intentional. And mm-hmm. a lot of times we kind of haphazardly connect with people hoping this will work and hoping that will work. And a young lady responded. She said, I wasn't open to partnerships, but now I'm seeing it from a different perspective. She said, because I had trust issues. Now, is there anything wrong with being cautious because of previous connections or partnerships that did not work is that cautious or is that paranoid now that you don't really want to deal with a lot of people because of what happened to you in the past yeah that's a good one so you know it's not i don't see it as um being paranoid right mm-hmm. so we have to watch it right so if someone if you've had history of of being hurt in the past of course you have to be cautious mm-hmm. you know Cautiousness doesn't mean that you close the door completely. It means that, you know, you have learned something, and then that's, that's the benefit of disappointment. And disappointment, you're supposed to learn something. Mm-hmm. So you have learned something. So now the next go-around, you, you should have had applied some wisdom, you know. So I do agree that we need to be cautious. You know, we need to be alert especially in, in relationship with other people, but not alert and cautious in a, in a earthly level, you know, because yeah. at the end of the day, only the Lord knows the heart of man, you see? And then sometimes we miss opportunity because some things that may have happened resemble something else. Mm. Just because it resembles it, that doesn't mean it's it. So we will miss opportunities, we will miss favor, we will miss open doors simply because something kind of looks like it. That's why it's so important for us to be led by the Spirit, right? Right. You have to know, yes, you have to have the head knowledge, but then you have to have that peace, okay? So in the midst of all this, I know it may look crazy, but do you have peace in it? Because you may have peace in something that doesn't make sense. That's good. You know, I was talking about being that, and when you said you have to really be spirit-led, because I believe that the spirit that's in us, a well-fed spirit, let's say that, when you know that you feed your spirit well with the Word of God and you meditate on it day in and day out, and you spend time with Him, your spirit is well-fed and it's also well-alert, and that there are some things that, your spirit will fact check for you quickly. And let's say we're getting into 
partnerships, relationships, or whatever. And you, like you said, you feel a peace about it. And then there's times you don't feel a peace. Like, stranger danger, be aware. Right. How do we deal with that? Because I know that there are many people who will still forge ahead, even when they've gotten that alert, that this is not bringing me peace in this situation. But yet, I've already said yes to this, so let me keep going. No, you don't have to keep going. <laughs> you don't have, you don't, because at the end of the day, you know, if you keep going like that, then you will experience not only disappointment, but you will experience trauma. Mm. You see? So it's best that you pay attention to those, um, to the alertness that you sense in your heart and in your spirit. You know, when, when there is no peace, you pause. You know, that doesn't mean that you, you're totally out. Mm. That means, you know, there's, like you said, there's the red light or the yellow light is on, you know, so slow down. Mm. You know, God uses the earthly signals to, to identify spiritual things to us, right? Mm -hmm. So slow down. Don't, don't move ahead in something if you, if you have this, this, this alertness in your heart and in your spirit, that this is not right. Yeah. But then the other point to that is, if you're going to, if we're going to address this, a lot of times we sense the alertness in our spirit, right? Mm -hmm. That says pause. But the alertness has nothing to do with the project that you are working on or with the project that oh. is in front of you. The alertness is attached something that has happened in the past. Ay, ay, ay. Mm. So it mirrors uh, um, sort of like, a, a, let's just call it trauma, for example. It, it has that same feeling. It has that same emotion, you see? Mm. So, that, so I agree with you. That's why it's so important for us to stay in the presence of God because in the presence of God is where our soul becomes balanced. Yeah. Only the Holy Ghost can balance our soul. You see, there's a scripture that says, talk about the, having having our soul have marrow and fatness. You see, mm -hmm. so that means you we have to be not only spiritually alert but emotionally alert. We mm -hmm. cannot be emotionally alert on our own. It's when you are when you have soul in the presence of God, allow the Holy Spirit to penetrate areas of your soul so that you don't start living a life like a mirror of your past. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes. Break that down for a little, a little bit for us, Doctor. Yes. Mirror of your past means where you are, you could be in a meeting, right? You're in mm. a conference conference table. There are head, head people in charge and everything. And this is an important, this is like a destiny thing for you, right? Mm -hmm. And then everything was going smooth. But then all of a sudden, you feel this sense of hesitation. Mm. Or all of a sudden, you don't have any peace anymore. This is something that you have been working on. And all along, you felt that God was with you. But then it's a new place. You've never been there before. You see? Mm. So now you're in the room. And now it's time for you to make a decision. So now you start feeling anxiety. Now you start feeling, okay, did God really told, tell me to do this? 
Now the spirit of confusion set in. Mm. Well, that confusion, that uneasiness, or the, the sense of not having that peace has nothing to do with the room that you are in right now. The reason why you're feeling that way is because it's on an unfamiliar place, that's one. Number two, it is attached to something in your past. Mm. Something is pulling you back to say that you don't belong there. Mm. When you feel that way, that's where you have to put your foot on the ground, right? Take a stand and say, okay, I'm just, even if I'm shaking, verbalizing, even if I'm shaking and feel uncomfortable around the people in the room, I belong here. Mm. Wow. Yeah, because that's good, doctor, because there are so many people that will say, okay, this can't be God. If I'm feeling uncomfortable or this feels, you know, different. And as you said, if you were in agreement all the way up until you got into the room and had the mm -hmm. appointment, now all of a sudden this fear, this panic of this, this can't be God sets in. You're saying that we have to believe that we are called to be there because we have made it that far. That's right. Mm. That's right. The enemy, the enemy knows, you know, knows our weaknesses, right? Mm -hmm. he, I mean, he doesn't know everything, but he studies patterns. He studies patterns. So if the enemy already knows that you have issues with disappointment, you have, you struggle with um, acceptance, right? You, 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 you become easily frustrated um, when someone says something you don't like. You know, you have you struggle with the spirit of offense, right? Mm. So what he's going to do is wait for your for your your final hour, the hour that you've been praying for, the hour that you have worked and worked and worked on, right? Mm. And then just when you think that 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 Thing you you were done with right you you've overcome that right mm -hmm. now what he's going to do is use mechanisms words people location environment culture to bring you back down because that's all he has mm. Now, let me ask this, because I, I talked about this the other day on my, one of my Holy Ghost drive-by about going forward in 2022, we're not going to match energy. The thing is, this, whatever energy you own, I'm on that same energy or whatever. And mm -hmm. I said, we're not going to do that. But is there a way that we are matching spirit? And if my spirit senses, let's just say, because a, a friend of mine, we were in a meeting the other day, and she was saying, man, when I know this is God, I get these goosebumps. And I see a quickening takeover in her. And she gets excited. And normally a shy person begins to really speak. And I'm like, okay, maybe she does feel the goosebumps or whatever. But when she speaks, I feel them too. I'm like, okay, yeah, I feel that. And then there's other people you can be around. And you feel this drain. Is that saying that that is the alert that's in us? That our spirit feels some type of way. And we're supposed to take heed to that because I can be in a room with certain people and feel the joy of the Lord, feel like I'm ready to take on the world. And then in the next five minutes, be around other people, be like, God, I'm confused. That's right. 
So what is that, doctor? Because I have someone on here who is saying that the spirit of the Lord will make you, um, she says, God makes all things clear when you are spiritually connected. There is no doubt. Can you be spiritually connected and still have some slight doubt? Yes, you can. <laughs> you can be spiritually connected and have and have doubt. Why? Because here's the thing. Your 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 soul has to match the level of your spiritual weight. We're talking about now 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 we're opening up the vein for for stature in the in the spirit. You see? Mm -hmm. So so that's why it's so important for us to bring Bring, bring our mind and our soul under subjection of the spirit. You mm -hmm. see, your mind should say, okay, I'm confused, but your spirit is in agreement. Your spirit is, is like saying, okay, this is it. Yes, so it's very, very possible. I, I see it all the time. Okay, so now you mentioned that you could be in a place with someone and you could just feel, you know, the person have, have developed evidence. Yeah. To know that God is in the room with them, mm -hmm. right? They, they feel the goosebumps, or right. there's a there's a sense of breakthrough, there's a sense of freedom. Well, that's great. You have identified how God comes to you. A lot of us don't know how the Holy Spirit communicates with us. You see, so we're trying to mimic, or we're trying to copy. You know what other people have said when when God is so individualistic. <laughs> you see, He has His way of dealing with me, and He has His way of dealing with you. But at the end of the day, He, what we say is, is the anchor. He can show you, give you peace in different ways. But at the end of the day, the conclusion is 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 that it's still he. I like that because the, the, the spirit in the in the body, in the flesh, are always at war with one another. So I can't believe that you could really be spiritually connected and still have doubt because they're both at war. But when you said right. this and you, you differentiated from that, you said that your mind could be at war and not feel at peace, but your spirit is at peace. I really choose the spirit because the mind can tell me anything at this point. But when that spirit is uneasy, that's a no for me. If the spirit begins to feel uneasy and the mind is like, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. I'm ready to do this. But my spirit keeps saying, no, this is crazy. This is not, this ain't him. This, you know his voice and a stranger you will not follow. And I think a lot of times we get disappointed because our mind wants something so bad that we can mistake the mind for the spirit of what we're really feeling and feeling as you said, how, cause you just said it, everybody's individual. There can be somebody who said, Oh my God, that's so deep. That's so deep. They're running and falling out. And I'm looking like, what? I don't, I don't understand. I didn't get it. And not everybody's going to get the same thing at the same time. Doesn't mean what they didn't get, what they got wasn't real. It just wasn't real for you at that moment. Yeah. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. We, you know, just accept, you know, where where we are at at the time. You mm -hmm. know, it's you know, disappointment will have you think that you know something is really really wrong with you. When in actuality, 
you know, we make choices based on where we are at at the time. So there's no need for us to beat ourselves up or, you know, uh, condemn yourself, you know. Uh, whatever it is, if it didn't work, it's just be it could be because it, that's just where you are at at the time, you see? So we go through phases in life, right? So some people, I all the time, you know, as a marriage therapist, they will say, you know, why did I even marry that person? And they feel condemned. They feel so bad, mm. you know, knowing that, you know, marriage is coming to an end. And I'm just using that as an example. But you made the decision to marry that person based on where you were at the time. Mm. So you don't need to beat up yourself. Okay, season change, right? People change, right? So now we move forward. The key is moving forward. We don't sit. We don't sit with disappointment. We move forward with disappointment. Disappointment is supposed to be a stool that you step on, not a seat. Wow, you know, that's kind of a hard thing for people who... There are certain people who need to be needed, needed. And let's say you, you were in somebody's life at a time they really needed you. But they're no longer in that position. They're no longer in that needy position. And some people, they really get hurt because they think that that person has left them or moved on. But that role has to change because you were there for that season that they were in need of that thing that you were willing to give them and they no longer need that. Doesn't mean anybody got mad. Doesn't mean anybody hates the other person or you're, or you're not right or they're not right. It means just as you said, you were in a different season at that time. And I mm -hmm. think a lot of people are being frustrated and disappointed because some things are ending that we thought would last forever. And if everything lasts forever, that means there's no growth. That's right. <laughs> so, I mean, that's good and bad and essential because sometimes we get comfortable. Growth is yeah. really what it is. It hurts. Yeah. Mm. I agree. Change, change is uncomfortable, but it's needed. And it's going to happen whether you allow it or not. Yep. This young lady just said, can you imagine how it would be if we only followed our mind? I'd be arrested because my mind tells me sometimes headbutt that person. They said something fly to you. You didn't like it. Just headbutt them. So no, if we followed our mind, a lot of us would be arrested. So no, I can't imagine. I don't even want to imagine how life would be if no. we only follow our mind. But we found out in the midst of all of this that's going on, many people are following their minds and many people... I hate to say it, are losing their minds because mm. their normal has changed. And what their minds thought their future would be is not looking like what their future is. And so how do you handle that? Because I still stick to what you said at the beginning of this pandemic. You said when this is all over, the world is going to need therapy. You remember saying that? Yes, ma'am. What is your mindset on that? Yeah, so, you know, we, this, this conversation could be like a whole day. Yeah. We need to really take our mind back, okay? Mm. We are where we are now, okay? The world has changed, right? The mm. only thing that has not changed is the Word of God. 
but the world has sin. You see? So the 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 comforting part is is that every system of the world can change. But you already are equipped to navigate through these systems. Don't allow the change that has happened in our culture and our society to paralyze your mind. The fact that you could think of getting up, you could think to drink and eat, you can also think to explore again. Life is not over. No. If you are breathing and there are people still on the earth, you still have hope because God uses human beings to bring breakthrough into our lives. Come back to the phone a little bit. Uh, I was going to say pass. Come back to the phone a little bit, doctor, because uh, you kind of sound okay. far. There you go. So as long as okay. we're breathing and as long as we're alive, because I do see so many people think because of this pandemic, life as we know it, sometime it is, it's over. But there are new ways that we can maneuver and do what we've been called to do. I want to say this, too, because he had told me um, that for the first three months of 2022, that I'm not, I'm to be low key. I'm not going to be doing any in-person uh, events or, or things of that nature. But after that, he was going to excel it. And so I have a piece with that because then that's when the invitations came after the three months. And so they said, okay, no, this is going to be in July. This is going to be in June. This is going to be, this is going to be in October. This is going to, and I'm like, okay, God. So he knows, so you can have a piece about what God is doing when you really incline your ear to hear what he is saying. Because he could have said, nothing is going to happen after three months. Shut it all down, lay down, and go put the cover over your head. Yeah. <laughs> okay? And so that's why, I, I, you know, a lot of people will bring panic and fear. But how do we deal with, because we hear the chatter. We hear what's going on in the world. I mean, at one point, I was just steady on the news. Now I can't even listen to the news that much. I get enough to know what's going on in the world, and I keep it moving so I can share it and move on. Because at the end of the right. day, if we just keep our minds focused on what's happening here, you will lose your mind. And you yeah. will feel hopeless. You will think that life as we know it is over, that it'll never be again when we can fulfill the dreams and the purposes that he's called us to fulfill. That's right. That's right. You know, we all deal with um, discouragement. Mm-hmm. We all, there's not one person on, in the earth that have not thought, okay, or asked themselves, is this really going to work? We all have been there. The only difference between me or someone else is that it goes through my mind, and then right after that thought leaves my mind, then I said, okay, so how am I going to make it happen? The fact that it was given to me, there is a way for me to make it happen. Oh, that's good, Doc. That's good. That's good. Can you hear me? Yes, I'm just back here amening you. I'm saying that's good. You said oh. the fact that it was given to you, that means there's the way to make it happen. Yes. Yes. It, you know, the thoughts don't just, um, you know, just drop on you like that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a force behind every every thought. Yeah. So the ones that the ones that are, are non-productive, 
the ones that will bring death to your body, your soul, your spirit, you don't, there's no need to uh, maneuver through those. There's no need to sit with them. Okay? Let mm. them turn the pain. Yeah. Right? As you turn the pain, then a new thought will come. Mm. And life on the thought. The greatest asset we have is not only our mind, but it's the power of imagination. It's the same thing that that people use to to do something destructive. It's a gift from God. The gift of imagination. My God. So you can imagine yourself out of a situation. You really can. You it's can. not a, a religious cliche. If you're feeling sad now, the reason why you're feeling sad is because of your thoughts. And we have to take responsibility, you see? Yeah. A lot of us don't want to take responsibility for what we have created. Take responsibility, forgive yourself, pardon yourself, and now move on. My God. You know, as you talk about that, and I, and I shared with you, and even on the uh, Mental Health Summit, about uh, being diagnosed so many years ago with bipolar, schizophrenia, and having to be in a mental institution. I realized now when I was in there, and I say this all the time, that I met some of the most creative people in a mental institution. And it came to me years later that the enemy knows, as you just said, that that mind is powerful, that imagination, that creativity can bring wealth to nations can do so many things because it all starts in the mind. So that is the place the enemy likes to attack the most. That's the place where he likes to distract us, keep us confused, keep us in arguments, not even arguments with others. Sometimes we're in arguments with our own self of who God has called us to be and where God has called us to go. So you're absolutely right that it's, it, it really is upon us because a lot of the mental health issues come from a lot of stinking thinking, like Joyce Myers used to say all the time. But it's the truth. If you meditate on something day in and day out and it's misery, you're going to be miserable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So how do we yeah. switch our focus, though? How does one switch their focus? Okay, so have, have, uh, have a goal, right? Mm -hmm. So... And if you don't have a goal, um, ask yourself this question. What is it that you always imagined that you could be? Right? Mm -hmm. Like, don't make on yourself. Right? So, so if money wasn't an issue, location wasn't an issue, you know, uh, endurance wasn't an issue, what is it that you would, you would want to do? Okay, write that down. After identifying that thing, now put put a, a what do you call it, a straight line underneath those, you know, make it make arrows going down. Ask yourself, what do I have naturally that can help bring that to pass? Oh, that's good. Right? We're not talking about what other people have. What what is it? What's in your head? Meaning. What is it that you are naturally born with, right, mm -hmm. to help bring this to pass? Okay. Then the next question is, what is what do you have externally that can bring it to pass? That may look like, okay, education, 
that may look like con- connection, that may look like relationship, write them down. Then the next thing is, okay, what resources do I have that can help bring this to pass? Okay, what are resources? People, places, and things. After you've identified those resources, right? Now it's time for you to navigate, get your, elevate your mind to say, okay, let's count the cost, right? Count the cost. Okay, what will it take to make this happen, mm. right? What kind of mindset that you need? Who, who do you not need to communicate to? Who, who should not be involved for this season while you navigate this thing? You see? Mm. After that, now it's time for you to bring it to the Lord. Because the Bible says, we make plans, but it is Him who establishes the plan. Now that, that was practical. I, I, I hope people got that. That was very practical. Oh, wow. You dropped a mic, actually. And that was very practical because it's the sin. Because the Bible tells us without a vision, the people perish. And oftentimes we think the vision has to be a mega church or has to be something so big and elaborate that we can't even comprehend. But even just having a vision for you to wake up the next morning, what do you want your morning to look like? And you're saying that we need to sit down, write the vision, and make it plain, plain, a plain. And so oftentimes we don't, we just kind of, I was talking to someone earlier today and I said, there's no more hitting and missing for me. Everything's got to be intentional. Even my relationships, Mm -hmm. my partnerships and what we're getting ready to do has to be intentional. It can't just be a free fall. Everybody can just join because I'm just nice and I just want everybody to hang out with. No, (laughs) you just said it. What type of people do you need? What do you not need? And people get disappointed because... It's not saying you don't need that person, but you don't need that experience at this given time. But you know what you need and you write it down. And so now you're intentional because the plan is to get to the other side of whatever God told you you can build. That's right. And you know, many years ago, uh, Dr. Jerry, the the Lord told me that if, if I can imagine it, and if I could write it down and explain it just like I just explained it to you, to you everyone, it, it's already completed. <laughs> All I'm doing is going back and rehearse it and, and actually put it into practice. You see? So, for example, Kingdom Mental Health Summit, when God gave me that, that was already... All I'm doing is... I'm on replay because it's all, everything I'm supposed to do with Kingdom Mental Health Summit is already done. It is. It's already completed. Though in this earthly realm, I haven't even done it yet mm. because I can imagine it. You see, my imagination is not something new. My imagination was inside of me before I was born, before I came here. Mm. God was just waiting like a play. You see, you have characters, you have scenes. You see, people have to be in place, and um, everyone has to know their script, right, in order for the play to be effective. 
the location has to be right. Yes. The lights have to be right. Come on. You know, before we say camera access, <laughs> all lives is stuff like that. People have to be in place. God may ask you to move. God may ask you, okay, then for this season, I'm using these characters in form of human beings to be part of your life because of what I've placed inside of you. Be okay with that because yeah. you you already have the enemy fighting your destiny. Yeah. Don't partner with the devil to fight you. Ooh. <laughs> Don't partner with the devil to fight you. <sighs> Doctor. As you're talking about that, you already have the blueprint. God already told you about Kingdom Summit. Already knew. I want to tell this testimony because it's very powerful. I was really planning on doing something in the Bahamas in July. I had even somebody working on getting this cruise ship together, and this is what we're going to do, and this is because I feel like the minds of the people need to do this. And then all of a sudden, there was a halt in my spirit. Don't do that. And But you will be there, but not that way. I'm like, what? Okay, I know enough about him to say, okay, I, I might be a little bothered with this, but I'm going to follow your lead. I'm in here doing my job, working, minding my own business. I get an inbox who said, hey, Doc. I told you I like how you call me Doc. Doc. You said, <laughs> you said hey, Doc, would you be interested or available to do Kingdom Mental Health Summit in the Bahamas in July? And mm -hmm. I had to read it again because I thought I was tripping when I read it. And I'm saying, wait a minute. Are you asking me to come to the Bahamas in July? Mm -hmm. I said, because if you're not, I still want to come to the Bahamas in July. <laughs> and you began to tell me that. And so even when I had a vision casting meeting here the other day, I was with some powerful people. And all mm -hmm. I thought of was your vision as well. Because the Bible tells us to write the vision and they that read it will run with it. And so I began mm -hmm. to see some things and I said, listen, there's a mental health summit going on in July. And I need you guys to be a part of this. I need you to be actively. Let's go get your passports. This is important. Because I saw mm -hmm. what some people could help with what you got going on. I believe mm -hmm. what you just said is that we think it's hard, but it's not. We just have to be obedient. And everything you need will come along with the vision. That's right. But you got to write right. it. You got to create it. Or else other people that he is speaking to can't catch it. That's right. We think it's That's all in right. a post or advertisement, but really God works so awesomely how he weaves things in because you couldn't have never told me in the natural that after I planned on going to the Bahamas in July myself on a boat, <laughs> that you were going to say, no, this is what we're doing. And he said, no, mm -hmm. don't do that, to be open. How many times have we missed opportunity because we had a plan? As you said, we had the plan, but did we give it? Mm -hmm. <sighs> yeah. That's everything. Yeah. 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 You see, that, that's the kingdom mindset. You see, not everything needs to come through you, right? God, God can use somebody else to do something and then you wind up um, having the benefit of it. It's not everything that you... That, okay, let me put it this way. Okay, it's not everything that you have to work for. Right? <laughs> 
amen, keep talking, because this is blessing some people, because people, and I know, we've all thought, and I'm, I'm liking the timing of God, because I remember it had to be at least four or five years ago that you couldn't even get me on a plane, okay? I wasn't scared, but I was concerned. <laughs> Let's say that I was concerned. But now I'm like, I got to go. I'm flying. I'm out of here. And so everything has to be in the timing of God. And even when we did the mental health summit, the last one that we just did, it was mm -hmm. meant to be, it was started out that you were going to do it in person. And then you yeah. ended up doing it virtually. There were other people yeah. that were going to be on it, and it didn't happen that way. But to yeah. me, that was the most powerful mental health summit ever. It was. Oh, my God. And I met people through that, through that time being there with you guys. That was the most powerful mental health summit ever. And I said, people yeah. are going to catch on that, honestly, we're trying to return back to something. But really, that mind got to be together first. A lot of things is going to come through the mind. And if the mind is jacked up, it doesn't matter how pretty the flyer is. It doesn't matter how grand the location is. If you are thrown off in your mind, everything else will be thrown off. And that was the most beautiful mental health summit ever. But a lot of us think, who wants a mental, who needs that? We all need it. Amen. <sighs> I know I do. <laughs> <laughs> And you had so many different people from so many different places. And I want to talk a little bit about why would you want to take a mental health summit to the Bahamas? Okay, your phone is breaking up a little bit. Let's go back. Okay. Go. Straighten your phone up one more time for me. This is deep, Doctor. I need you to come back to the phone. Come on, we're gonna get this out okay. in the name of Jesus. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I had I had a toy. Like I'm holding the phone right to okay. my mouth. Okay. okay. I had a toy. Whether or not it was going to be in Nassau, Bahamas, Freeport, Bahamas, because you know the Bahamas have all these different islands. You see? God <laughs> told me to go to the Bahamas to do Kingdom Mental Health Summit, but did not specify where exactly that the summit needs to go, needs to be. So I said in prayer, I said, I will do it in Freeport, Bahamas. Well, after I, I, I got off of prayer, I waited about two or three weeks to see if God had anything else to say about what he had already told me. You see? Mm -hmm. Okay. Then, after that, 
I called one friend of mine that I know who's a Bahamian and who's already, you know, support, you know, my ministry and things like that. When I called her, she she screamed on the phone. My God. She said, Dr. Eve, you're not going to believe it. Two weeks ago, someone prophesied to me to say that you're going to be working and doing something big with Dr. Eve. (laughs) So she was outdone. Then I started calling other people, and the same response that, that you had when I texted you about it mm-hmm. is the same response that everyone else had. So the Bahamas, the Kingdom Mental Health Summit in the Bahamas, is already a success. Yes. How do I know? Second, haven't even been here yet. Come on. Why? Because the Lord have already endorsed it. Come on. <laughs> wow. You know, I, I, one more quick thing that we got. You know, when you said that the Lord didn't tell you what is it going to be Nassau or where it was going to be in the Bahamas and there were so many islands, the night okay. that I did the grand, the soft opening for the club difference that we have here, there's a young lady who is a mental health worker. And I began to tell her my vision of wanting to take some women to the Bahamas, and this is what we're going to do, like a mental health retreat. And she said, but let me tell you something. Everybody just wants to go to Nassau. <laughs> she said, but I want to tell you about Freeport. Wow. Okay. And so I had never heard of it. All right. And I'm like, oh, okay. What is it night? What is it like? Or whatever. So when you said that again, I had already been told when she said, when we're ready to go, let me help you because I'm from there. Wow. And so again, I say when God puts vision in us, that's why we can't, the disappointments come. Things will be disappointing. It was disappointing that he told me, don't do that boat trip just yet. I got something else I need you to do. Don't go there like that. I got another way you're going. And I'm like, oh, but this is already planned out. Okay. But at the end of the day, disappointments will come. But I believe that when they come in God, when the Bible says all things are working together for the good of those who love the Lord and who are the called according to his purpose, that's actually true. <laughs> we think that he's closing doors because of whatever. When he's mm-hmm. wanting to do something better, and as you just said, everything does not have to come from you. Mm-hmm. There are some ways mm-hmm. and some places that he wants to just go before you and make the crooked places straight and the rough edges smooth. Amen. And he puts the people in place. So we're living testimonies that even after disappointment, Even after things have been closed and things were not open and this was this and that was that, they're still good because as long as he's still giving you vision, he doesn't toy with our minds like that, give us vision, and then it just said that's the end of it. I'm blowing up the world now. I gave you all that to think about just so you could be miserable. (laughs) So, doctor, as we get ready to close, say something to the people now about sticking with vision, even when it's big, even when... It looks like it's not going to happen, but he gave you the vision. How do you still go forward after being disappointed? Yeah, so you, you set your face like a flint. Don't get this 
distracted. The less people you talk to, the better it is. Wait a minute, Doc. I need yes. you to say, wait, wait. I need you to say that one more time. Because, again, it looks like a lot of people are standoffish now. And it's not about being standoffish. Why is it the less people you talk to? Yeah, because other other people have may have mixtures. And you don't need mixtures in the season. Mm. Right? They, they're mixtures. How do you know they're mixtures? Like, they, they will say, okay, that's a good idea. But then at the same time, don't even believe that you yourself can pull it off. <laughs> you see? So we need people that's going to celebrate us in this season. Encourage, you know, whatever you believe, you know, they think that you can take them out there. Wow. Some people are never going to say that they don't believe in you out of their mouth. But eventually, what would happen if you keep them around, they're going to frustrate you. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So stay focused. Um, lessen the crowd, <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. Jesus had to take three um, um, uh, to, to, for uh, a higher importation, you see. So lessen your crowd. Get people that are on your corner. Find individuals. When you when you are disappointed, that can take your disappointment and and communicate with you from a different perspective. You see, because mm -hmm. things bad do happen to good people. Yeah. So now you need you need advisors. You need Daniels around you. Yeah. You know, people with wisdom. You see, the Bible says in the multitude of counselors. There is safety. Yeah. Okay? So start talking around people uh, or two people who may know more than you. Okay? Or who, who is who, who may be spiritually more mature or if we're going to take spirituality away from it, who, who's more mentally, um, uh, emotionally more stable than you. Yeah. Okay? Communicate with those with these individuals. And then do not give up. Don't give up at all. Every successful individual, you know, they fall. They experience, uh, you know, disappointment. But they don't give up. Listen, God is rooting for you. There's actually more for you than there are against you. If he gave it to you, heaven is backing you up. I know you don't see it in the natural, but you have a hope behind you, pushing you, encouraging you. You know, some days, with all the projects that he has given me, every now and then, I ask the Lord. I say, God, give me a sign that you are still with me. Either through email, phone call. Or however you want to do it. But give me a sign. Mm. That's okay. There's nothing uh, abnormal about that. You see? You know, sometimes when you said that, because I think a lot of people, 
have been drilled in their head. Either you trust God or you don't trust God. And you just keep on asking God for this and that. No, there is nothing wrong with that. Asking if the Lord is going to be, is he still with you? You do want to know. Because you get mm -hmm. a little pep in yourself. Like if you exercise and you lose a pound, you get a pep in yourself when you see that. So when you get a confirming word from God, and when I got that email from inbox from you, it gave me a pep in my step. Like, girl, you be hearing from God for real. And so mm -hmm. you, we all need that. At some given yeah. time. So thank you, doctor, for saying that. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Listen, we want people to come with you as soon as you get out more information about July the 2nd, right, in the Bahamas, in Freeport, yeah. Bahamas. We're going to put that information out there. And is it open for people here in Houston? Yes, it's open for everybody. <laughs> okay, it's open yeah, for everybody. Not to analyze the location. That's, I mean, um, thank you. Good. We already know it's going to be a free board. All right. Good deal, doctor. How can they contact you if they need to uh, get your services? Yeah. So, um, uh, lifeline.splinter.com uh, and then Eden Christian University. But most people have lifeline.splinter.com for the private practice. They can reach me there. I thank you for being our resident help all the time, doctor. I'm glad that we're going to do 22 together and uh, help the minds of people, including our own. And I enjoy talking with you and all the benefits that you bring to this radio show. We appreciate you, doctor. Praise God. Likewise. All right. You have a good one. You too. All right. Bye-bye. There you have it, Dr. Ivy Abraham. I thank you so much for being such a help to us on today. How do we deal with disappointment? And still remain faithful. Hope you got it. If you didn't and you missed any of this and you're just now jumping on KCOHradio.com, you can listen to the podcast on Spotify. That's right. The Keep the Morning Moving Morning Show on Spotify or wherever you download your favorite podcast. It's also on Facebook as well. The Keep the Morning Moving Morning Show. And you can hear this entire interview in its entirety. Keep your stations tuned in and locked in. The Laurel Rutledge Perspective Show comes up at 10 o'clock. You don't want to miss it.